Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Cedar Valley Church. My name's Grant. And my name is Rob. We're gonna get the service started for you. Yeah, we are. If this is your first time here, a special shout out to you. We'd love to get to you know you better. And you can help us do that by giving us a shout at hello at cedarvalley.ca or by just dropping a comment somewhere. Yeah, it's on the side on, on the YouTube si on or on the, the bottom or. Yeah, drop us a comment. And it's actually really neat with online stuff. We've been meeting people who've only met us through online at this point, but then that extra little step, the phone call, sometimes we go down to the patio on Starbucks, wherever, it's making that go from a digital to real communication, it's super uh, fun. It's like online dating. Sure. Date <laughs> your okay. church. All right. And well, for everyone, the best way to stay informed with the stuff going on, uh, updates, announcements, programs, activities, uh, just prayer and devotion, uh, follow us on Facebook. I know Subscribe where. on YouTube. A and where else? Otherwise, on our newsletter. Our email you, newsletter. You subscribe to that. Yeah, that's on our website, cedarvalley.ca. Yeah. Sign up for that thing. Instagram too, we're there. It's fun, because that, that's where all the cool people are. That's where all the cool people are. Yeah, and if you've been impacted by the connections, uh, worship, prayer, messages on Sunday, uh, hit, hit that share button and spread the news, spread yeah. the love. Yeah. All right? Absolutely. And you know, we're finding in the past couple weeks, a year into this, yeah. we're still finding there's that, you know, some people we've been just missing, whether it's out yeah. of date contact information or you have moved yeah. or some stuff has changed. And, and we're just missing that extra level of connection that we really truly want, actually, as a, our pastoral hearts. We want yeah. to be able to reach we out don't want to, to everyone. Miss you. Yeah, absolutely. And so here's the ask. We are, I'm, we're going to ask you to help us out if you know of anybody who is just, who've moved or we, they've been missing out on yeah. this contact. Start out by sharing as much as you can, passing it along to them just to get that started. Let us know. And then if you have moved, if you have changed any of your, maybe it's a new phone number, whatever, let us know. Give us that official, send us an email. Because we don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. We just don't. Yeah. Because we don't want to miss anyone. That's we don't want to miss anyone. We don't want anyone to be left right. behind on this. Yeah. So Mother's Day is coming up, mm. May 9. Okay, what's going uh, on? Okay, well, okay, I thought that was your line, okay. We've got a really special service planned for that morning, featuring a number of our own incredible Cedar Valley Church women who will be sharing, interview style, a little bit of preach. It's gonna be awesome. And after that, we're inviting you all to swing by the church in safe fashion in your cars for a drive-through between 11.30 a.m and then 12.30 p.m. to pick up a special gift for all the women in our church family. That's gonna be awesome. That's so gonna a couple be weeks, awesome. May 9th, yeah. And I just wanna thank all of you too for your ongoing generous support, your service, time, prayer, and financial support that's been really letting us as an organization thrive and impact the community around us yeah, uh, thanks, constantly. So it's been going it. well. Well done. And if you have come here this morning prepared to give or you're looking for ways to do that, you can do that online, cedarvalley.ca slash give. Uh, lots of different options to make that uh, easy, comfortable, and just to kind of give back to God how he's blessed us. And yeah. let the mission keep going. Before we get rolling here, can I, can I pray for our service? Please do. Love it. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm just going to bow my head and close my eyes to focus and, and pray. Father, uh, thanks for loving us like you do. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't, but all the time you do. We uh, want to walk in that mindfulness. And part of that is actually meeting like this as we can online and singing songs and talking to you and opening your word to us. 
to explore who you are and get to know you better, but then, Father, to go and live that life, to experience who you are by living the kind of life that you intended for us, to care for others, to love others, things like that. That's who you are and what you've called us into because you are a God who loves everybody. So we pray, Father, that as we now dive into this service with these things that we have set before you in, in terms of worship, that you would be pleased and glorified by what we would do and that our hearts would be attuned to you and that we would have a greater sense of who you are and respond to you out of love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, well, we're going to get the service started here in just a moment. We're going to start off being led in a time of worship singing. There'll be lyrics on the screen. Our worship team has recorded some songs, so you can join in at home however you feel comfortable. Yeah, and then after that, we've got a special lesson for the kids with Allison and Weston and Callie. And we also try to get some interactive materials out to you guys each week kids and parents to engage in activities and in conversations about uh, faith together. So please contact Pastor Doug, email him if you're interested in that and uh, particularly if you haven't been receiving it to date. Yeah, and uh, after that we have, uh, this morning we're celebrating a baptism. Uh, we're all going to witness awesome. it together. Uh, Liz, Liz Morris baptism, so super <clears throat> exciting. Doug's going to be walking us through that. And then Doug is going to continue to walk through uh, John chapter 14 as mm. part of our one and only series that we've been awesome in for a little John. while since January, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're flying through this book. Yeah. And, and reading it. And hopefully this is the great chance. We're inviting everyone to yeah. read along one chapter a week. It's nice and easy to kind of go through. So this week's chapter 14 and 15 will be next. And it's an amazing like book. So yeah. yeah. Amazing book. So before we get into all of that, <laughs> Yeah. So early this week, sometimes I learn fun big words from Rob. He throws it out there. And I think me it's a, from you. Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes a bit of a we flex. We like words, don't yeah. we? Yeah. 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 NF staff means get boring, right? It's a bit of a flex party trick. <laughs> what, what was the word? We, we heard one this week. Oh, it was a crazy word. I'm like, what did you just say there? Uh, I think the word was, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, photophytodermatitis. That's the one. Is it? That's the one. Okay. So light, reaction skin issue. Dermatitis has got skin. So what? that was the word we heard this week. It's a big word. Yeah. And neat. Maybe someone out there knows the definition. Yeah. But even here's the question. So before we get into the service, head over to the comment section, Facebook or YouTube. Let us know a party trick word. Either try to define that word if yeah. you know it or Google it real quick. Yeah. Let us know your big flex. Do you have any other flex words you just throw out there? Yeah, I do. Oh, what is it? Let's hear it. Strabismic. New word. Boanthropist. Strabismic boanthropist. <laughs> Go for it. I know. <laughs> I have no clue. Cedar Valley, we're in for a great morning. It's going to be a lot of fun. See you later. God bless.
Good morning, Cedar Valley kids. We are so excited that you are here with us this morning. My name's Allison, and I have brought along two helpers. My name is Weston. My name is Callie. And we are going to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit, okay? So later on, your parents are gonna be reading in John 14. And in John 14, verse 15, this is what Jesus tells his disciples. He says, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, okay? And later on, as we go down into verse 26, it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Okay, so you're maybe wondering the Holy Spirit, like what does that mean? What is Jesus telling us about the Holy Spirit? So when we believe in the Bible and when we believe in Jesus and the love that he showed us, then when we ask him to come into our hearts, then he says that the Holy Spirit will come and that he will send the Holy Spirit to be with us. But the problem is the Holy Spirit isn't something that you can see. Like Weston's right here with me. We wouldn't see the Holy Spirit as a person. The Holy Spirit is somebody who reminds us of things and who helps us remember things and who helps bring us to Jesus's presence, but we can't see him. So I wanted to do a bit of an object lesson to help you understand how the Holy Spirit works, okay? So when we ask Jesus into our heart, then he will send us the Holy Spirit. So first I'm going to, you wanna hold the cup for me, Weston? So hold it over the bin, okay? So this is like the Holy Spirit right here, this really fresh, clean, wonderful water, okay? And he fills us right up to the brim, which is amazing, okay? Now, when we go through life, we might have things that can sometimes cloud or, or make it difficult for us to think about the Holy Spirit, okay? So, Callie, I'm gonna have you, um, here, Weston, I'll hold the cup, how about? Callie, I'm gonna have you pour in this vinegar, okay? Now, I want you to think about, I want you to think about vinegar, okay? Can you smell it? Can I smell it? Does that smell good? Ooh. Yeah. Very strong. It's a very strong smell. If I pour vinegar in here, does it look like the water has changed? Does it still look like water? Yes. Yeah, it does. But would you want to drink it knowing that the vinegar is in there? No. Callie, would you? No. No. Okay, vinegar is kind of, it's like something called self-righteousness. So it might be that we want other people to think that we're really, really good. Sure. We want people to think that we're really, really good and that we have no trouble at all. And so we become kind of self-righteous, like I can do it better. So it might still look like we're doing the right things, but it's actually not a good thing to think of ourselves as better. So it, you know, makes our, makes our fresh spirit water taste a little bit nasty. Okay, Weston, can you give a squeeze or two of the lemon juice? Okay, so lemon juice, this represents bitterness. Like if you're, like if you hold a grudge, maybe somebody did something to you and you're still upset with them about it. You can become bitter. Now, that, that lemon juice, it's gonna taste really sour, right? I can even yeah. smell it on my hand. Yeah, and it's really strong. Yeah. So again, it hasn't really affected the look. It's like a little bit cloudy now. It's not super clear, okay? But that's something that bitterness can do to us, okay? Callie, can you get the sriracha sauce? Sriracha. Okay, can you put some squirts into here? 
Okay, let's put them into our cup. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Oh man, look at that. Keep going. Let's put in a little bit more. The sriracha, that represents anger. Okay, Cal, that's good. Thank you. Because do any of you have a spicy temper? Um, no. No, that's good. Okay, not me. Not well, you? Sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> sometimes. We all probably have a little bit of anger that comes out, right? But, oh man, look at how it's changed our spirit water. And even the bottom is like really dark red. Oh, so it's, it's actually like making its home in here, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's getting real comfortable and settling down at the bottom. Yeah. Now, okay, we're going to take a quick bathroom break. Okay. Just a moment. All right, we are back. So next up, remember we were pouring in our angry water. Now we have, let's see it, Weston, why don't you pour it in? This is so weird, I don't know what this is. Let's take this a look at like, it. This looks like bluish, it looks bluish, blackish like. Well, let's pour it in and, and see what it looks repre like. represent like, let's pour it in. The worst spirit of all, I don't know. Well, let's see. Oh, it's actually green. <gasps> Man, look at that water. Have you heard of the phrase green with... I'll just with... put it all in. Okay, sure. Because sometimes we get super, super jealous. We get green with oh, envy. Is... We might Sorry. want... I was breaking your... That's okay. We might want something that somebody else has. And so we're jealous of them. And then with that jealousy could come some bitterness. Could come some anger. Okay, so these are all things that can change our spirit-filled selves, okay? We have one more. Callie, this is a big, heavy one. Do you think you can do it? Yeah. What is in this? It is coffee. Oh, man. Look at that. Oh. Okay, good job, Callie. Yeah, we can be done with that now. Okay. Whew. Look at this. This is what bitterness and coffee, sorry, I forgot to tell you, coffee could be fear. Like it, maybe we're afraid of the dark, maybe we're afraid of other things, but it can really affect us, right? So we've got fear in here, we've got bitterness in here, we've got um, anger in here, we've got, we already talked about the bitterness, oh, and I forgot here, we've got some vinegar, another strong thing, maybe this is pride. Oh, there we go, thanks, Callie. This, this might be something that like we think we're better than somebody else. We kind of already talked about that. So now what I want you to see is the Holy Spirit can come and fill us up. So Callie, I'm going to have you pour this water. I want you to just keep pouring, okay? Because when we ask the Holy Spirit, whoa, that was nice and fast. When we ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us up, look, our water is getting a little bit lighter. Okay, so this might be us praying and asking God to help us with some of these things that we might struggle with. Okay, next one, we're gonna fill this up here. Okay, we're gonna, maybe this is us reading our Bibles. And we are asking, oh, there we go, look, our, our water, it's, it's getting orange. lighter. Yeah. Okay, can you, know, can you come around this way, Weston? Okay, and I'm gonna have you pour really nice and slow, okay? And so, and then this might be us talking with somebody. Maybe we're talking to our parents about the things that are hard for us. Maybe this is us, um, whoa, making sure that we are. It's all clear again, yeah. Yeah, it's getting clear. Maybe this is us, um, you know, talking with our friends or talking with our parents about some of the things that we're struggling with.
Keep filling with the Holy Spirit and look you guys, we're back clear again, okay? So that is what the Holy Spirit can do for us. Remember when we looked up that verse, um, Jesus said that he would send the Spirit to remind us of the things that he has taught us. So ways that we can ask the Holy Spirit to come and be with us. Remember, we can pray, we can read our Bible and remember the commands and the amazing things that um, God has shared with us in his word. We can surround ourselves with people who are going to help us get rid of these things. We don't want like this cup of water would taste so much better than that other crazy concoction, right? And that is supposed to um, just bring us peace because that leads me to the last verse in here, in that um, section of John 14, okay? Verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus talking. He says, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Okay, the Holy Spirit can help us have clear hearts that aren't troubled. Okay, we just have to ask. So that's my encouragement for you this week um, is just ask the Spirit to come and to help you with the things that you might be having some trouble with. Okay, I can pour some more. We, we could, but we'll just leave it for now. So thanks for joining us. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of the Sunday. And now it's going to be the time for your parents to um, listen to Pastor Doug. So have a good one. Well, Lisa, here we are, finally, and I want to say welcome to the few friends and family that are permitted to be here with us, and of course, to all of you online, a great welcome as we celebrate um, just such a wonderful part of the church, baptism. You know, baptism is such an exciting and significant time that we celebrate in the church with one another as we publicly declare our love for Jesus and acknowledge his great love for us. See, baptism is a symbol of our sins being washed away and allowing us then to live our lives fully devoted to Jesus Christ. Now, to let you all know, this has taken a while to get to this point here. Yes. Not because of your hesitation, but because of COVID. Yes. And you know, I it reminds me of an Ethiopian treasure in the book of Acts, he was sitting in his chariot and he was reading the words of the Bible and he didn't quite understand. And when somebody came, Philip, by the way, explained the words of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, this Ethiopian treasurer, he said, well, nothing can stop me from being baptized. I want to do it now. And it's I, I need to let you know, everybody, that it wasn't long ago that Liz was saying, you know what, enough waiting. Let's just get this baptism done. And so here we are. We can't do it with all of you in church, but we can do it together online. So this is exciting. So, Liz, you shared your story with us, and it's quite a journey. But would you like to share some of your journey with Jesus with the rest of the church here? Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Bear with me. My walk with Jesus. My introduction to God was when I was about six and I was, um, my mom was approached by a lady that wanted to know if I would like to go to vacation Bible school. And I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what they were talking about. But mom asked me and I said, yes, I'd like to go because to me it sounded exciting. So when I went, I was overwhelmed 
to learn that there was somebody named Jesus and God that loved me. And it didn't matter what I said or what I did, or he would always love me and care for me. And that was a very, very strong message that I kept close to my heart with the following things that happened in my life. Um, God knew I needed that. I am a survivor of a gang rape and my older brother's sexual abuse. For years, I was told that if I forgot about it and didn't talk, it never happened. And that was extremely difficult for me as a child. My dad punished me for going to the beach that day and he strapped me and because of that and the fear I felt from the strapping, I never told him about what my brother was doing. So along the next journey was, I held Jesus in my heart thinking, I hope he still loves me because of what happened. And when my grandmother died, my grandfather moved in to live with us. And as far as he was concerned, because of what happened, I was garbage and he treated me as such. So I learned a lot that men weren't to be trusted. You know, that I didn't mean anything and to really take that step forward to trust was very difficult for me. Um, when I told my mom I wanted to talk about it, she would leave the room. She didn't talk about it. My dad didn't talk about it. It was very difficult for me. Um, growing a little bit older, um, I had a teacher that I really, really clinked with. He encouraged me. He um, really brought out my love of reading because books for me were my refuge. So he ended up having an asthma attack at school and he passed. So I went to the service that was held at the local um, St. Anne's Catholic Church. And when I went into the church, I was overwhelmed with, it was like a big sense of peace. Anyway, I went home to tell my mom about it. And then she proceeded to tell me that, oh, she had been brought up Catholic and she had fallen away from the church. And I'm like, you never said anything. Like, to me, it was like, how did this happen that we didn't know about it? But anyway, I started going there um, and things were fine. But I ended up married to an abusive man and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I left there and I have learned to put that behind me, move on. But always Jesus was in my heart and I wanted to know more. And I wanted to be a part of that. And when Ken introduced me to this church and everybody here, I felt such warmth and love and compassion. I just, I just wanted to be a part of it. And that's what's brought me here. Well, thank you so much um, for, sharing, for sharing your life with us and opening um, your story so that we can hear, not just to hear, um, but we can be an encouragement to you when you've been an encouragement to us about the strength that Jesus has given you to continue on. 
And as we gather here today, we're celebrating the life of Jesus within us. And what a tremendous thing. And as you desire to continue to walk towards Jesus in this step of baptism, we want to celebrate that. So as we do that, I have three questions for you, Liz. Do you believe that Jesus loves you and has forgiven you for your sin? Yes, I do. Do you love Jesus and want to live by his teachings? Yes, I do. Do you want to be baptized and to be a part of the church in both life and service? Yes, I do. Wonderful. So good to hear. So now we're going to baptize you, and we don't have a tank here in the fireside room, but um, we're going to do the next best thing, so you can just sit down in the chair here. So Liz, upon the confession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. May you live with the power that God gives to us through the Holy Spirit to live joyfully and victoriously in his name because what Jesus Christ has done and continues to do for us. So Liz, I'm going to ask you to rise in the newness of life with Jesus Christ. And those of you who are here can cheer. <laughs> oh, thank you. What a wonder. And Liz, I have a verse for you, and there might be one or two people here who might want to share a word of encouragement for you. And for those of you watching online, you can also be typing in words of encouragement right now um, for Liz as well. But Liz, here's the verse I have for you from Romans chapter 5, chapter verses 1 and 2. Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. I know your life hasn't always been peaceful. God will give you peace because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Hold on to those words that promise of God. And so if anybody is here, the few people that have joined us here, want to step up here and give a word of encouragement to Liz, Liz, I think that would be wonderful to do at this time. So I'm just going to step out of the way here. One day we'll get to actually hug you. My verse for you is um, in Psalms. Sorry, I will actually tell you the reference. It is Psalm 13, verse 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. Something to hold on to. Thank you. Hi, Liz. I'm so happy to see you make this step today. Finally, right? Very, 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 very much a blessing to me. And you have been a blessing to me. And I wanted to just share some excerpts from Isaiah 43 that uh, both Dan and I thought of when we thought of this day for you. It talks about the Lord saying, he who created you, he formed you, he's redeemed you, he's summoned you by name. And he says, you're mine. When you pass through the waters, I'm gonna be with you and he has been with you. 
They won't sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. He saved you from the life, and he will continue to walk with you. Whatever's ahead, you will never walk alone. And we want to cheer you on in your walk of faith. Thank you. God bless you, Liz. And we also want to say thanks, Ken, for bringing Liz to church. <laughs> oh, we all get to celebrate because of that. Uh, what a wonder to celebrate together, Cedar Valley, in the life of the church, God's grace upon each of us. Let's pray. Our God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your work in our lives. And God, oh, the different journeys that we have taken to get to this point. Um, some of it has been so difficult, but even when we didn't know what you were there, and then once our eyes were open to your glory, to your presence, for your peace, God, now we celebrate for what you have done and what you do. Thank you for the testimony that Liz has shared. As part of the church, as part of your glory, may the wonder and the honor and the praise go to you, Lord Jesus, for the work that you have done and continue to do as we celebrate together a new life because of you. Amen. As a kid growing up at home, I remember if mom and dad ever went away for a few days, that they would specifically leave stuff for us. They would make provision for being gone. There would be extra baking on the counter, maybe a bag of chips in the cupboard, and the fridge would be full of drinks, and there would always be the phone number where to reach them, because of course, there were no cell phones back then. Now, we also did the same thing for our kids if we were to leave for a while. We would leave provisions for them just in case and then often it included a little bit of cash on the table just in case maybe they wanted to buy pizza. And then the itinerary of our trip, where we were going to be just so that they would know. Maybe you have done the same provisions for your kids if you're about to leave. There's also a few that we would do just, well, of course, to keep them safe. Um, maybe you would hide the second set of keys to the vehicle, or you would tell your neighbors to watch out for parties. Um, provisions as well for our kids. And you know, if you're planning on leaving in the future, like planning for when you're really going to be gone, your provision could be in the form of a will. Now, sorry kids, if mom and I die tomorrow, um, the mortgage left on the property is pretty much going to consume anything that would be going to you. So, just saying that. But when you leave your kids at home, you put things in place for them when you're gone. And that's what's happening here in the book of John chapter 14. It's really about the provisions Jesus is making for his friends and for us just before he's about to leave this earth. And you know, John chapter 14 starts off in a very interesting way. It says in verse 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. 
Why would Jesus start that way? Do not your, let your hearts be troubled. What was going on just before he felt he needed to give them this reassurance? What was it that caused their hearts to be troubled? Well, let's go back quickly into John chapter 13. Unfortunately, Pastor Rob didn't have time to explain the entire chapter last week in our one chapter a week series through the book of John. There's just so much there, we really can only pick one or two points from the chapter. But what happened at the end of the chapter is that Jesus had just told his disciples some pretty unsettling news. See, picture this. They're all gathered together, as good friends often do. They've had a great meal. They're full. Their feet are especially clean. And then Jesus tells them, there's a traitor in their midst. Peter, the, the leader of this little gang that hung out with Jesus, he would disown Jesus that Satan was actively working against them in their lives. And then Jesus said, I'm leaving you. Not only that, but you can't follow me, and I'm going to die. And then none of them, any of Jesus' closest friends, would stand up for him when he needed them the most. Betrayal, desertion, disowned, death, disappearance. How much bad news can you take in one day? Their hearts were troubled. See, the one thing that the disciples knew how to do was follow. For the last three years, they had followed Jesus closely everywhere that he went. The disciples have learned to follow well. And not only that, but they had left everything to follow Jesus. And now he says, you can no longer follow me. This didn't make sense. And now he was going to leave them? Do you remember what it was like, how you felt, when a close family member or a loved one told you that they were leaving? If you've ever been left behind as a loved one boarded a plane or a bus, a boat, a train or a car, then you know that feeling. If you've ever really wanted to go along, but you were told that you can't, you know the feeling. If you've ever been in anguish, knowing how much you're going to miss your loved one as they prepare to leave, you know the feeling. The feeling that Peter and the rest of Jesus' close friends were struggling with. But see, it was more than just Jesus leaving. For they, his best friends, had been told they would do some pretty terrible things. Their hearts were troubled. And so Jesus says, it's going to be okay. Trust me. The situation may seem troubling, but trust me. 
See guys, if you knew the end of the story, you would actually be glad for what is about to happen. See, in the worst of circumstances, Jesus says, trust me, for I see the end of the story. See, it's at this point that their faith and our faith in Jesus is what makes the difference. See, and in this moment, Jesus calls his disciples to move from fear to faith. A kind of faith that led Noah to build an ark when there was no rain. A kind of faith that led Abraham to travel to a country that he had not seen. A kind of faith that allowed Sarah to have children at an age when most people were preparing to die. A kind of faith that led the people of Israel as they were escaping from the Egyptians through the Red Sea. A kind of faith that led a woman called Rahab to shelter some spies in her house, even though those of her country and her city probably would have thrown her in prison or worse if they found out. But she had faith in God in that moment and hid these spies. The kind of faith that led David, who was really just quite a young man, onto the battlefield to defeat what we consider to be the giant Goliath. See, you're in good company when you live by faith in God. A faith, a faith that calls the disciples and us to believe, to believe what we cannot yet see. A faith that removes worry by trusting in Jesus. And while it's true that faith may bring you through hostile territory, maybe through the fire, or maybe along a road less traveled. But this faith will always lead you closer to Jesus. So Jesus makes provisions for their faith. The first one is a place to stay. And he says, my father's house has plenty of room. I am going there to prepare a place for you. You know, I found that interesting as I read this, that when Jesus was born on earth, there was no room for him, not in the inn or, or any place other than, we're told, a stable out back. But now he says that in his father's home, there is room for everyone. Actually, more than enough room. And Jesus says, if you have faith in me, there is no terror in death, for I have prepared a place for you. And yet he also says, 
that if you don't know Jesus, if we don't know Jesus, if we have not placed our faith in him, then it's, it's a different story altogether. See, there's a common belief in, in our society that this life is the only life you're going to live. And Jesus says, that is not the case. This life continues after death. And a faith in Jesus Christ gives us the home of our Father. And the disciples go, well, that's all great, but we don't know where it is. We don't know where this home that you're creating for us will be. And here's Jesus' second provision. It's a way to get there. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says very specifically, I am the way. You know, the directions can be confusing. At the stop sign, take a left. Keep going to that big tree, take a right. Go across that windy road, but don't go too far. You know, too many directions and we just get confused. They're hard to follow. You know, every once in a while when I'm out front doing maybe some yard work in the yard and, and people stop by and they see me out there so they stop for directions, there, there's something about the way Dudney Trunk and Ferndale kind of twist and turn and overlap that it confuses people. And so for fun, every once in a while I, when they ask, oh, how do we get to this place? And I say, oh, I'm really sorry, um, but you can't get there from here. And yet when, when I'm in a store and I ask for an item, I really like it if somebody will actually take me there rather than saying, oh, it's a couple aisles over. But it sure is great when I can follow someone right to the item I'm looking for. See, and that's exactly what Jesus does for us. He says, follow me. I am the way. He doesn't just point us to God. He is the way to God. So Jesus says, how do you get there? You're looking at it. I am the answer to your question. I'm the only thing you need. Matter of fact, you won't get there by any other way. I am the only way to God. See, not often is there only one way to anything. And in our world of options, this can be a really tough one. We want more choices. We're used to choices. It's my right to choose. Well, very simply, we have a choice. We can choose Jesus and his way or not. And then in verse 15, in chapter 14, Jesus, if you love me, keep my commandments. Knowing Jesus is more than just a head or a heart thing. It's something that we do. It's more than just a feeling. And to John, in his writings, love is spelled obedience. And to obey the commands of Jesus is really to love others. It's not a set of rules. For Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. Love one another. 
In this way, we will know and we will show our love for Jesus by loving others. See, and it is right here that he gives his third provision for us. Now that he is about to leave this earth, he sends the Holy Spirit. And he says, I will send you a helper or advocate, as different translations give. And really, that's an intercessor for us. It's a consoler, an advocate, a comforter, a helper. This is the Holy Spirit, is someone that comes to help in times of trouble. Jesus does not leave us to struggle in our Christian life alone. There will be challenges. He was very clear about that. But he says, you will not be alone. You will have a helper. You know, we often talk about being able to cope with things in this life. But that's precisely the work of the Holy Spirit. He takes away our inadequacies and enables us to more than just cope with life, but to live a new life, a victorious life. See, the Holy Spirit substitutes victorious for defeated living. And by sending the Holy Spirit, Jesus is sending the Spirit that leads us to truth, lives in us, is given to believers, those who believe in Jesus Christ, and will teach and remind us of the truths of God's Word. See, he takes away our inadequacies and enables us to live the life that God has designed us to live. So what Jesus is saying is, I am setting before you a difficult task in this world. But I'm going to send you someone, the Spirit, who will guide you as to what to do and enable you in how to do it. And quite simply, it says, regardless of your opposition, as it says in Romans 8:31, if God is for us, who can be against us? And then Jesus' fourth provision. He says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. This provision is, is they will actually, God and Jesus will actually dwell within us. Jesus makes his home right within each one of us as we obey the teaching of the word. And Jesus' fifth provision is peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. The New Living Translation says it this way. I am leaving you with the gift. Peace of mind and heart. Again, Jesus is not saying that he is just a way to have peace. But he is our peace. 
We will not find the peace we are seeking in this world, no matter how hard we search. It is found in Jesus Christ. It is actually given to us as a gift by Jesus while he is away. You know, the provision of Jesus is really amazing. Preparing an eternal home. Showing us the way to that home. Sending us the Holy Spirit and giving us peace and making his home within us. This is incredible what Jesus has done. He knows our hearts can be troubled and worried in what's going on, and yet he has made provision for when he, has, when he is gone. You know, the other day I heard Mark Driscoll, a pastor, say, Jesus didn't do this just to make a better you. He has done this to make a new you. That's the tremendous thing about the love and the provision of Jesus. Not just makes us better, enables us to cope with him being gone and, and the trouble we experience, but it gives us a new life in Jesus here and in eternity. And that we can celebrate. Our God, we thank you for what you have done and what you continually do for us. God, it is true in this world there, there are troubles. And some days more than we can bear, it seems. And we're so thankful for your provision, your mindfulness. As Jesus prepared to leave his close friends, he also had us in mind as well to provide for us these things that would be necessary for us to continue in a life that would be victorious. God, allow us to embrace and gladly receive these provisions. Thank you for being mindful of us and continually providing um, this way for us. And thank you for your word, for the continual, continuing work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And in his precious name we pray. Amen. We're going to continue here in just a moment with some uh, questions to discuss and reflect upon as Jesus, um, we discover the provision that he has made in our lives. So stick around. All right, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, been a really great morning. A lot of good stuff, too. Baptism is so good to celebrate. And a weird <laughs> yeah. time, right? But uh, I think the cool thing now with this online, like the, a huge point of it is that it's public, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. or not you were there at the actual moment in the splash zone or not. <laughs> but uh, so congrats, Liz. We're really yeah. excited. For you that. know, this format still allows us to connect and get together just in a different way. Absolutely. So it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. just a thought of mine is if anyone wants to reach out to like express some thanks or encouragement or anything, that, let us know. I'll put a little thing down there. Hello at cedarvalley.ca. Our phone number to 604-826-2445. We'll pass on the information so you can, or pass on a message or note to yeah. you. We'd That's that. so good because normally people could stand up and line up and say words of encouragement, but you can do that online or yeah. over the phone. Would be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we do want to do though is take what you just brought to us, mm. Doug, in chapter 14, right. this idea of provision right. and apply it to our lives yeah. this week going forward. Yeah. And you know, I think it's easy for us to miss 
the work of God in our lives at times. You know, we're so mm -hmm. busy and consumed and, and things just kind of happen, but really they don't just happen. Um, hmm. God is working in the background and right. in front of us, and sometimes we don't see it. But um, if we stop to think, where has God provided for me in the past? I think it's hmm. really good to be reminded of that. Right. Yeah. 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 So what, what would you say in your life? Where have you seen God provide in your life? I, I would say as a go-to would be people. Um, yeah. at, at any given time, I can't think of many times in my life, uh, maybe when I was really young, but where I didn't really have, whether it was even family or at some point a spouse yeah. or a really close yeah. friend, roommates, like some strong people that just kept me grounded, kept me sane, yeah. kept me yeah. emotionally, you know, fulfilled and, and whatever it was, like people around me. And uh, this is what this is making right. me think of this is, it's so easy, I think what you yeah. said, it's so easy yeah. to miss all those things. Yeah where you actually start, uh, if, if you're praying for something, like journal it down, write it down, or oh, if you pray for somebody, yeah, or somebody prays yeah. for you, or whatever, make that a piece of communication so you can actually start tracking like, oh, I've been praying for this for a year, now it's happening, uh, like, wow, right, thank right. you, Holy yes. Spirit, for being yeah. part of, yeah. like, working out. Otherwise, it can just miss, and mm -hmm. yeah, you think like, oh, well, that just happened coincidentally, yeah. right? It wasn't God, even though I asked for it for yeah. a year. Yeah, no, that, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I can think of a specific example, hmm. and it really has to do with the church at Cedar Valley here. Um, when I was growing up and in my late teen years, there was a few people from the church who really challenged me and encouraged me to, to go to Bible school because mm. they thought they saw something in me that could be used specifically in the mm. church. So God provided those people as that challenge in my life, and I did. And then um, Jenny and I got married, and then we headed straight off to Briarcrest okay. with really hardly any money. And we really had hardly enough money to get through our first term, let alone four years of college. Mm. And, uh, but God provided by when we actually opened the cupboard and there was nothing left in our little suite there. And that morning we went to the mailbox and there was a check from someone, sometimes from the church or somebody else we knew, some people we barely knew. Here, we've been thinking about you hmm. and here's, here's some money to, to keep you going. And in different ways like that, God provided very tangibly, specifically, throughout those four years right. is, as we pursued um, education so we could minister to the church. Hmm. There, there's amazing so, testimonies yeah. of financial provision in ways that make no sense, right? Exactly. Yeah, and especially yeah. when a lot of the world's thing is saying, oh, save up and hold on to every single yeah. thing. And then instead God says, be generous and you'll see the way I can yeah. bless you. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like we weren't working to try to make things happen, but this was yeah, just yeah. that encouragement by God. You know, I'm gonna bless you and boy, he sure did. Cool. So, so that, that was pretty awesome, yeah. And uh, then we've got an, another question here for us to consider. Um, we talked just a little bit about the Holy Spirit. We could do a whole series on that, and maybe we will one day oh, here. Yeah. But just what we discovered, the Holy Spirit fulfills different roles within our life. And I've listed some of them here. Um, our question for reflection and to discuss a little bit, which of these roles do you um, sense the most in your life that hmm. the Spirit is working in you? And you can take a, a moment to look at these, but, but Grant, um, is yeah. it one that kind of stands out to you as oh. <laughs> working in your life? I, I mean, I know for me for sure, the way that the Holy Spirit has regularly done some work in my life or in just the people right around me is, and I, I'm not like, these are awesome. I like that you like teacher, reminder, strength, and uh, advocate. I, I'm trying to think of which one. It's probably a combination of like reminder and strength and a bit of wisdom and advocating. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, conflicts and issues that like come up in my life where I just start getting my blood starts boiling. And I'm not like an overly angry person, but there like there's been probably a handful of different things I can think of where I've just been ready to go. Like I'm gonna have this right. righteous fight yeah. and yeah. punch down some walls and kick and make everyone hate me and whatever it is. Like I'm ready to go. And the whole time, I, like I think God knows, He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the dumbest way to deal with this. But right. the Holy Spirit instead moves apart yeah. from me in uh-huh. the conflict and then when it's whether it's at a, some sort of big meeting or right. a yeah. session or the interaction yeah. with a friend or something it's all gone like right. it's whether like the whole conflict is resolved before my eyes yeah. for no reason i didn't yeah. even get the chance to throw any punches and uh, <laughs> so there's the work of the spirit right absolutely there, right? yeah 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 oh that's that's tremendous yeah. yeah you know i think for me and and again going through through the list here and you know the advocate thinking of you know it's kind of like a a courtroom scene hmm. where you're there and um somebody stands up and speaks on your behalf hmm. you know and the spirit does that which which is incredible that's a really cool one that makes but sense. for me, I think it's, it reminds me, hmm. um, often reminds me that I am created in the image of God. I'm a child of God and it can get, you know, I can kind of down on myself and really what do I have to offer? But God, the spirit just reminds me that no, you are God's. He's created you the way he has desired. And now the spirit just enables me to live that out. Hmm. And so, so I think the reminder thing um, is, is, is great for me. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, um, although at the time I don't like it so much, <laughs> it's that conviction of sin. I think that's one of those things that just keeps us on the track, right? Yeah, it, you're it on the wrong path. Us. You're going away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, almost, you know, when, um, you know, when you have an animal or something like that and they're running in the wrong direction, you reach out and you just kind of grab them and pull them back. <laughs> it's kind of like the spirit conviction. Or a sin. kid, I'm sure. Or, <laughs> could do it. That, that too. It's been a while since we've, we've done that <laughs> with our kids, but we can with grandkids now. But yeah. it's just that kind of arresting right there. Sure. You know, hang on, you know, and we get this conviction. No, that's right. Yeah. And it, it redirects us in, in, into pleasing God. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So. Well, this is a great conversation. Continue this on the chat threads. Uh, we'll have the questions up on the screen yeah. for a few minutes. Uh, phone up some small group, do a Zoom session, yeah. Skype, FaceTime, whatever it takes, a porch visit. I think we got a couple of right. our uh, church groups are doing some porch yeah. watching the screen yeah. now outdoors. Yeah. Fantastic ways to connect. And otherwise, thanks for this morning, uh, Pastor Doug. Great and, morning and just blessings to you, Liz, yeah. on your baptism as mm-hmm. we celebrate life of the church together. Absolutely. See you next week.